Welcome to the Script Bit Podcast for Wednesday, 10th November, 2021. Our bit today comes from Matthew 6, verse 21, which says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And then it was Wednesday, and we have our second wind. We're pushing on relentlessly in the name and power of Jesus, knowing that Friday and the weekend are just around the corner, and we'll soon have another opportunity to gather, worship, and praise our great and wonderful God while he refreshes us for another faithful week in the trenches of life. <laughs> Brother, is that a great sentence or what? It reminds me of some of the convoluted ones bro Paul writes. So I'm not in such bad company after all. But seriously though, Wednesday, the midweek workday, is one where we should take a moment to take stock of how our week is going. And if we need to make any changes or even just ramp up our faith, it's a suitable time to consider if we are actually doing what we planned or still just talking the talk without any or enough of the work that's necessary. Please remember that we are merely human beings with all kinds of frailties and weaknesses and we can easily get sidetracked by the enemy and the ungodly world. That's why we need to keep a steady check on how we are progressing. If we are truly storing up heavenly treasures, though living this earthly life. Jesus said it quite plainly, as he is wont to do. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt or ruin, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up treasures for yourselves in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And that's taken from Matthew 6, 19 to 21. And it's also the gospel truth, friends. For wherever our tre treasure is hidden or laid up, there also will be our heart because our treasure is ever so important to us. That's why so many of us think of the banks so often. And why not eh? if all of our money is in there, hopefully readily available to us when we need or want it? Now, let's check the explanation the scholars offer of those verses. That's 19 to 22. They say the attention of the believer is directed toward treasures in heaven. The term treasures implies the accumulation of things. The two kinds of treasures are conditioned by their place, either on earth or in heaven. The concept of laying up treasure in heaven is not pictured as one of meritorious benefits but rather of rewards for faithful service, as is illustrated elsewhere in the teaching of Jesus. 
and truly my people, earthly treasures are not bad in and of themselves. But it is when we concentrate all our efforts on accumulating them and don't have time for God, we just keep on in the unwise pursuit of what Cousin Saul calls vanity or futile stuff. Furthermore, if we focus on earthly wealth, we stand a good chance of losing it to moth, rust, and thieves. And yet furthermore, when your earthly days are over, you can't take any of it with you. As Bro Paul wrote to Timothy, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment or clothes, let us therewith be content. And that comes from 1 Timothy 6, verses 7 to 8. And the scholars explain, as per 6, 7, it is certain we can carry nothing out means because we are unable to carry anything out. Man enters the world at birth possessing nothing in order to teach him that he will exit the world in the same manner that's taken nothing with him. This is a divine means of showing man that since material wealth is relatively insignificant, he should pursue the important things mentioned in verse 11. And as per verse, six, verse 8, they say this verse prevents the wrong understanding of verse 7, that material possessions have no place in the Christian's life. By figure of speech, food and raiment stand for all of life's basic necessities. These are all the believer needs, and having these, he can be content. And my fellow saints, I would certainly be amiss if I did not point out the important things mentioned in verse 11. <laughs> Dear Bro Paul writes to Timothy, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, that is the things found in 9 and 10, that's the love of money and striving for the earthly wealth, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Oh, too, I, I will ever be my sweet self, too, and throw in verse 12 for good measure, <laughs> because it so desperately applies to us in these very dangerous and desperate times. As Bro Paul continues to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed or confessed a good profession or confession before many witnesses. And we know that comes from 1 Timothy 6.12. And that's exactly what we need to do in these perilous times, my faithful brethren. That's fight the good fight. And if you don't understand it all, let's allow the scholars to explain. They say the good fight concerns the daily struggle with sin in the Christian life and the hardships and the adversities in the ministry. A genuine believer demonstrates the reality of his faith by being engaged in this warfare. 
lay hold on eternal life does not negate the fact that a believer now possesses spiritual life, and they are a reference here to John 3.36. Rather, it speaks of fully realizing or appropriating salvation as the believer matures. <laughs> and I so like to spoil us that I'll quote John 3.36. Here, John the Baptist, not John the disciple, is testifying of Jesus, where he says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth or remains on him. Yes, friends, we have salvation and are going to heaven through God's free gift of grace. But in the meanwhile, we have to make use of all the opportunities, benefits, and blessings that that salvation brings to us here on earth. We have to live out our faith. As Paul said to the Philippians, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And you can find that in Philippians 2, verse 12b. And these two paragraphs from an article on the subject by Ed Elliott on the medium.com website explains that verse much better than I can. Ed writes, Working out our salvation is diff very different from working for our salvation. When Paul tells believers they need to work out their salvation, he's simply explaining that the wonderful gift they freely receive from God is inside of them. We bring out those beautiful attributes and character traits by faith. Faith is a rest, but it is faith that works, not us. So, working out what is on the inside of us happens by faith. This process can be frightening in the beginning as a new believer discovers how to live and walk by faith. Some strong trepidation may be present at first when a person decides to trust God as his or her source and peace. I remember how scary it was for me to stop trusting in my natural abilities and trust in God's word. This is what Paul is referring to when he mentions fear and trembling. He isn't talking about being afraid of God. Rather, he is helping the new believer to know that in the beginning, it will seem scary to walk by faith. However, it is the only way to see our inner salvation manifest on the outside through our character. And that ends the two passages we spoke about there from Ed Elliot. But friends, to do that successfully means we have to spend serious time in the Word and with the Lord, as well as with other believers, encouraging and teaching each other. Now, for those of us who are sincerely trying to do that very thing, let's go home now declaring, right, finally spend declaring, right. Let's go home declaring our Wednesday whale, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. As one strong voice, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad 
to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow. And I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, my brethren. Uh, but please don't forget that if we endure to the very end, that that future will indeed be even more glorious than we can ask or imagine. So that gives us a good insight to live for Christ right down to the end. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Why seek finite earthly treasures when heavenly ones last till infinity? And that's the gospel truth again, dear friends. Why seek the stuff here on earth when we lose them here and can't take them with us? Let, let's stop treasures in heaven so when we get to heaven, you know, we'll find them there. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. So please have a blessed day, my people. Oh, by the way, there, I forget there is a PS here that says, please excuse the lateness of the bit but I had some important errands to run. And as always, the best laid plans of mice and men do tend to go astray, and that's a fact, friends. So please have a blessed day. Much love.